the Golden Knights snap Edmonton's 16-game win streak as VGK prevails, like that voice, on home ice, 3-1. to one. We'll Talk about it next right here on Locked On Golden Knights. Your Locked On Golden Knights, your daily podcast on the Vegas Golden Knights, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm going to preserve my voice, me and him from Las Vegas. Actually, Tony Cardasco, Chris Golick from Las Vegas. Thanks for making us your first listen each and every day. We appreciate you doing so. And make sure that you tune in and subscribe to our YouTube channel, Locked on Golden Knights. We are brought to you today by Sleeper, as you could win 100 times your money playing daily fantasy hockey. Just download the app, get a $100 match on your first deposit, and use the promo code Locked on. NHL. I got to ask, you were you were yelling at the TV in, in excitement and joy when William Carlson got the empty netter. That's why your voice is... No, I was screaming oh. when he missed the net entirely. He didn't miss. The shot got blocked. It got blocked. Yeah, but he was slow arriving. Why is this guy the biggest basket hanger? Number one. Number two. Number two. How is he number number two star? over Chandler Stevenson, who had a legitimate goal and an assist in the game. And Carlson, he scores on an empty netter because he's basket-hanging again. How? Whatever you say. Whatever you say. Golden Knights I, ended I, the I'm Oilers. with you. Listen, I get, I get the stars of the game. It's kind of weird, but whatever. That's Go weak. On. That's so weak. Um, the, the Golden Knights ending the Oilers' 16-game win streak at the Fortress last night. Uh, you could credit Aiden Hill mostly. We'll talk about him down there in segment number three. And Aiden Hill, uh, what a great night, and we'll talk about that as well. Stopping 30 shots along the way. Uh, I'm not hungover. Trust me, folks. I just – this cold is just going to get to me. Was this uh, – this was a three-to-one final, VGK. Was this a playoff atmosphere, first of all, at the Fortress? Oh, definitely. I want to start by just crediting the Oilers fans that made the trip. Uh, a lot of fun. I mean, they when, when the Oilers and McDavid scored that first goal, it was loud. And pregame, it was loud. And I know Golden Knight fans. They get a little, um, I don't know, a little upset seeing all the all the the road fans coming to T-Mobile. But I think it's great. It's good for the economy. It makes for a fun environment. And part of being a Golden Knights fan is accepting the fact that Vegas is a pretty cool place to watch a hockey game. And everyone wants to come here and, you know, embrace it, enjoy it. I know it's a little tough here in the here in the road teams fans cheering and stuff after a goal. But that's just part of uh, what hockey in the in the Las Vegas desert, I should say, not the Coyotes desert, but the Las Vegas desert, what it's going to be like. But as far as the atmosphere, yeah, I mean, I can't if I had a dollar for every time I heard playoff atmosphere up in the in the press box, I'd have about eight bucks from last night. So you definitely heard it mentioned a lot. It felt like it. The Every play, the crowd was hanging on. I mean, you know, this is always, and it's not just, a, you know, this season, but every season after the All-Star break, the next checkpoint is the playoffs, right? You know, right, right. you start with Thanksgiving, right? That's, I think, the first thing everyone looks for. Where's your team oh at Thanksgiving? Gosh. Where's your team at New it. Year's? Where's your team at the All-Star break? And you then after the, the All-Star break, more checkpoints. 
But you called it American Christmas the other day. Which I, I did call it American funny. Christmas. No, they have other versions? No, I, I won't go I don't that think road, so. Yeah. yeah, no. Uh, what did Connor McDavid tell you after the game? Yeah, so I wanted to ask McDavid just about what it's like playing Vegas and if there's a rivalry being formed. And McDavid credited both fan bases for being great. Uh, he enjoys the games in Vegas. He feels that the games are entertaining. Um, also feels there's a lot of hockey left to be played between now and the playoffs. That was, I think, the 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 foundation of my question is, hey, there's a good chance you're going to see the Golden Knights five or six more times between now and uh, let's call it sometime in about May. You know, is that something that's on your mind? And is that you know, American McDavid shot that down pretty American, fast. American May. American May, yes. American May. American May. American May. So Connor shut that part of it down a little bit. There's a lot of hockey left to be played, but there's a pretty good chance that that's your first round matchup right there. And um, yeah, it was, you know, it was, it was a good game. It was a great game by the Golden Knights. That soundbite made the rounds. It was everywhere last night. So great yeah, job. Yeah, at ESPN. That was pretty cool. Yeah, no, it was everywhere. And Connor McDavid's goal in the first was shorthanded. Um, the refs did not blow very many whistles from what I could tell in this game. <laughs> we were talking well, about that upstairs. Cassidy uh -huh. talked about it post-game. Um, he made the comment there's probably a few we felt we should have had, but also Edmonton probably would feel the same way after that game. And the calls that were made were pretty substantial, I think. They were necessary. Um, he had a high stick. March or so takes a high stick early. You can't get around that. Um, I don't. The next penalty might have been the slash out of Vander Kane. A lot of people were calling that, you know, saying it was weak and stuff. You're going to the net, you take a stick on the hand or a stick on your forearm. A penalty is called nine, nine out of ten times. Um, they got, was it Hyman for holding the stick right after that? I think it was on the same uh, power play. And then that might have been all she wrote as far as penalties went for the rest of the game. So, you know, the playoff atmosphere was felt in the officials' locker room too. I mean, I don't know if the refs ever get together and say, we're not going to call much this game. We're going to let the players, you know, figure it out as far as determining the outcome of the game. But that is kind of what ended up happening just based on what was not called. And I'm okay with a game like that because neither side was getting the calls, and that's fine. And I think more importantly, there wasn't that soft call that happened, you know, in the last three or four minutes of the game that would have benefited either side. There wasn't that the, – the refs didn't change the way they officiated the game the deeper it got. So – you know what? That's what the playoffs are going to look like a lot. And if they're going to put the put the whistles in their pocket and let the players have the ultimate outcome and who wins and loses, let's go. That's good. It's good hockey. Nick Wild playing his best hockey, I think, of his career, has now had points in the last five games um, on the rebound from Petrangelo. He scores that goal. Uh, talk about his contribution and also talk about, again, VGK and why teams cannot stop going low to high or below the goal line there uh, for VGK to score points, to score goals. It's good because um, Coach Cassie talked about how good the Golden Knights are on the rush, and obviously the Oilers are are probably the best there is off the rush. But now when the Golden Knights are getting below the goal line and finding ways to score, it makes it even tougher to defend them. You know, you don't know if it's going to be a rush play. You don't know if it's going to be low to high or they've scored off the cycle before. Um, so it's good to see the Golden Knights finding different ways to score. A little bit about Nick Waugh right now. Nick Waugh's confidence is at an all-time high, but that's a concern also. Nick Waugh shown, has shown he has the ability to be in the top six. 
am I going to call him a top six center in the league? I'm not sure if I'm ready to do that yet to, to constantly be on the top two lines, but he's trending in the right direction. Just the sample size is, is a little too small, but Nick was confidence also got him and possibly the gold Knights in a little bit of trouble last night. There was a lot of times where he tried to make a play that for lack of a better term, Jack Eichel can make. He tried to make that extra move, tried to maybe make a pass in a little more dangerous of an area where if Eichel makes that pass, it gets across the ice. It either A, connects with his intended target, or B, goes into a low danger area. Nick Wah did have some plays yesterday where he tried to make that extra pass or tried to make that extra move with the puck. He got picked, failed to get the puck in the corner a couple times, led to a quick rush on the other side. So Yes, Nick Wye had a good game. Don't get me wrong. I'm not knocking him down. But I think a game like that also is going to make Nick realize, hey, stick to the basics, stick to what got me here, and that'll help his game a little bit more, if that makes sense. Edmonton, as we know, looking last night uh, to tie the Pittsburgh Penguins 1993 for the longest NHL win streak. VGK snaps it, uh, that uh, win streak. And... Did you see, did you feel, did you detect as you're watching this game live that Edmonton is an improved team overall? Yeah. What are your thoughts about their structure and how things might have changed with the others because you were there watching them live? No, they, I mean, they play defense. Let's start there. Um, me, me and Carp, obviously, we're, 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 we're chatting a lot. We sit right next to each other. And early in the game, and really in the first two periods of the game, Oilers' defensive structure was fantastic. The Golden Knights did not get many opportunities. Uh, they were forced to the outside a lot. You didn't see a lot of high dangers in front of the net. Obviously, Nick Waugh got his goal in front of the net. Good good, good placement for that. But you didn't see – I mean, this, this is not the Edmonton Oilers we're used to, folks. This is not the leaky defense. This is not the uh, – you know, last season you knew you were going to get your chances watching whatever whoever your team was, whether it's the Golden Knights or a different team. You knew your team was going to get a lot of chances. And Jack Campbell, who got the bulk of the starts, I believe, last season, you know, was yeah. hanging out to dry a lot. This season, definitely, there's a good change in the structure. It's very similar to the defensive structure that Coach Cassidy uh, deploys on a nightly basis. Now. Third period, even a little late in the second period, you did see some of the old Oilers leaky defense coming out. You saw turnovers at the blue line. I mean, Mark Stone almost ended the game with uh, three and a half minutes left. Get, gets in on a on a on a little mini breakaway. I think he skimmed uh, the crossbar on that shot. You saw some other times in the third period. This is before the Oilers were even taking chances, trying to get the game tied. Just they got a little leaky. They got away from their structure and. Golden Knights also did such a good job getting them to the outside. They started forcing bad shots from uh, basically from the walls, just Edmonton trying to throw anything they could at the net to get back in the game. So, you know, Oilers got an improved structure, uh-huh. but it's also that you can also penetrate that, that armor, I guess, a little bit easier than maybe other teams' defensive structures. Coming up next, VGK shuts down the Oilers in 5v5. We get to that when we return right here on Locked On Golden Knights. We are driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't a search at all. It's a don't search you can match mentality with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed 
is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, for screening, and messaging so that you can connect with candidates faster. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent and fast. And listeners of this show, Locked on Golden Knights with this great voice of mine, you will get a $75 sponsored job credit uh, to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Locked On. Just go to Indeed.com slash Locked On and uh, make sure that you do that now. Support our show by saying that you heard it right here on Locked On Golden Knights. Indeed.com slash Locked On. Terms and conditions apply. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Welcome back. Tony Cardasco, Chris Golick from Las Vegas and Lockdown Golden Knights, of course. Thanks for making us your first listen each and every day. Make sure to tune in on Fridays to WTF. What in the Friday is wrong with Cardasco's voice today? I was almost slipped. I almost slipped there. And then, of course, on Saturdays, it's a Chris and Chris show. We appreciate you making that uh, your first watch on a Saturday morning, the YouTube exclusive. Please subscribe there. Uh, Chris, the question that you asked Cassidy last night, it pertained to the difference between the second and third periods, and what was his response? Uh, they survived. They survived the second period. I think that was the biggest thing that gave the team the juice. was not a good second period by any means. Coach Cassidy mentioned that, but the Golden Knights got out of it 1-1. They got out of it on skates, so... They had their momentum going into the locker room, and it was, "Hey, we're we're in this game, guys. Let's you know, let's get this back together." And the early goal in the third period, of course, was key. That basically changed the trajectory of the rest of the game. The Golden Knights were able to not sit on their lead by any means, but Coach Cassidy said that they're they're a team that's comfortable playing with the lead. I almost kind of chuckled at that because they're six on five play without William Carlson has struggled a little bit over the last. Uh, last couple months or so, definitely in the last month. Um, but, yeah, I mean, you could tell that there's a confidence there. And, you know, the Golden Knights seem to find a way to rise to the occasion in these big games against these big teams. Yeah, they surely do. Uh, talk about defensively on McDavid. It was a combo of, well, Amadio was there, right? That Willie Carlson guy. Uh, who else? was on uh, McDavid last night. So first, Coach Cassidy should have been one of the stars of the game last night. Uh, we were talking For about jokes. Potential... He did have jokes, right? I heard a joke, I think, in there. I detected. He had a little something. He had a little. He was having fun with Ken from Sinbin about, about no, he said something Carlson. That, he said, okay, I don't even want to go there. But he talked about uh, VGK was offside on the shorthanded goal. So it's funny. He respectfully, I think Coach Cassidy is wrong about that. Um, I'll tell you why. So I was actually looking at that with Willie at intermission. Uh, we were talking about that play, and the perspective is so in the NHL, it's a delayed offside situation. If a player passes the puck into the attacking zone, it's not offsides until the attacking team makes contact with the puck. Paul Cotter carried the puck in, actually made a terrible turnover. Uh, Day Arnay made a really nice poke check. 
Cotter lost possession or started his pass before crossing the blue line. So Petrangelo was actually offsides. We caught that. Why was Petrangelo driving the net is probably the bigger question in that circumstance, mm. honestly. Um, so DeHardet makes the poke check. No Golden Knight touched the puck on the inside of the offensive zone. So I think, respectfully, Coach Cassidy was wrong about that. Um, moving forward from there, talking about the five-on-five play, um, Coach Cassidy should be a star of the game. That was my original point here. So we saw the third line that was a head-scratcher for me at first. You have Carlson, Amadio, and Ron Bjerg. Ron Bjerg normally on the fourth line. Why is he going up to the third line? Why in God's name is Brendan Brisson on the fourth line? Well, here's what happened. Ron Bjerg's been playing some pretty good defense. He's doing well on the kill, and he is kind of developing a, I don't want to say a shutdown, but he is a very defensive-minded forward that does have the proper speed to join the attack when necessary. Brisson's role on the, Coach Cassidy, for lack of a better term, threw the fourth line out last night. Um, but you did see Brendan Brisson out there on the power play. Unfortunately, he was out there on that power play when McDavid scored, and he was minus one as a result. Brett Howden was out there on the penalty kill, so that's where he got his minutes, leaving Kolasar behind not to get a whole lot of playing time last night. But the this is the first real look at playoff Coach Cassidy we got to see last night, where you see him really focusing on matchups and stuff like that. So real quickly, I got the shift charts up here. You can go on angel.com, just go on shift chart. It shows you when each member of the team is out there. I would wager that in McDavid's, I don't know, 22 shifts, whatever he got last night, I would wager William Carlson was out there for 15 to 17 of them. Is William Carlson the only reason McDavid didn't get on the score sheet five versus five? No. no you have to give no. Adio credit. You have to give Ron Adio. your credit. You have to Ron give the Bird. rest of the Golden Knights credit. But Carlson does have, you cannot argue this, Tony, Carlson does have a good history at limiting, you don't stop him, at limiting McDavid's offensive production in 5v5 circumstances, especially when it matters the most in the playoffs. So go on the shift chart, guys. You can look at the same thing I'm looking at right now. This isn't any special intel that I have. That third line that William Carlson centered was out there a lot of the time when McDavid was out there. McDavid got his chances. Carlson did not have his best game. He blew a tire in the first period that almost let, that led to an extended um, attacking opportunity for the Oilers. Um, Carlson definitely was a little bit slow. It's his first game back in a month. Of course, it's going to be like that. But when he's out there a lot, when that third line's out there a lot, and McDavid is not scoring 5v5, Carlson, Amadio, Ron Bjerg, Coach Cassidy do deserve some credit. Rigged. That's all I can say. He's in the Basket Hangers Hall of Fame. I mean, seriously. like The Gold Knights have struggled in six-on-five circumstances. Carlson comes back, boom, they're scoring empty netters. So I, I get what you're saying, Tony. I get what you're saying. My Twitter feed went bananas last night it was well, so i have funny. no voice right now you were screaming in agony i it was it was very funny it was it was really good um and great tweets out there by the fans i deserved it so me i'm celebrating of course because a stinking nighttime app is like an hour late or whatever i was oh well, no last night i was watching espn what was i watching okay espn it was plus late. hulu or a borrowed right. feed possibly yeah, a borrowed feed, allegedly. Uh, right? So I'm watching this. I'm at a party, and I'm watching it. Oh, yes, yes. He missed the uh, empty net. 
He missed it. No, he got there. His shot was too late. He's cheering. He's cheering. His shot was too late. Okay. And then all of a sudden, I didn't even see the I didn't even see the empty netter. And like it hadn't come up yet because of this stinking delay. And then everyone's going crazy on my feet, including you. Stop inciting all these people. We I, hey, I, I don't even need to do it. That's the thing. You know, <laughs> the funnier thing about this, you had two assists on the empty net goal, too. Stevenson and Mark Stone, like, ooh, Carlson's over there. Get the puck. Get the puck over. <laughs> Cordasco's going to lose it. <laughs> uh, Pat McAvee was in the locker room last night. Did you see he Pat He was McAvee? in the locker room. I tried, yeah. God. I I unfortunately I was denied my request to go jump in there when he was talking with the players to get some questions, but I oh that wait was a second so much wait fun. wait wait you were denied why he was having him I I politely asked if I could jump in there and I kind of got the look that's all I'm saying I kind of got the look okay so he wasn't with he was interacting with the players listen there's he's in the locker room I get it but you know there's also a time for these players just to not have a camera shoved in their face. So it's okay. So, so did Joe, did Joe cool. Green play Dancing Queen when he scored? Do you remember? Do, does a bear poop in the woods? Okay, I'm going to fire this guy. He's supposed to DJ this weekend. Coming up next, Aiden Hill. Is he the best goalie in the NHL? Uh, right now, we'll talk about his play as he returned. And we'll return next after this on Locked On Golden Knights. Can I say, can I say that? Does a bear poop in the woods? <laughs> we want to remind you that you could win big by playing Daily Fantasy Hockey on Sleeper. It is the official Daily Fantasy app of Locked On NHL and the Locked On Network. Sleeper is our number one choice for fantasy hockey, and especially Daily Fantasy Hockey, because Sleeper, you can win 100 times your cash at Daily Fantasy Hockey Contest. What players would you pick this week to win 100 times your money? Fans can also play Daily Fantasy, NFL, NBA, Major League Baseball, and college football. And you need to find out who will record more or less than their sleeper projections for things like goals, assists, for saves, plus, minus, and much, much more in a given game. To win 100 times your bet on sleeper, you need to correctly predict the outcome of eight-player stats. You heard us, VGK fans. You can win 100 times your money playing Daily Fantasy Hockey on sleeper. So start paying attention and nail your picks so that you could start winning big. Use the promo code LOCKEDONNHL. You will get up to $100 match in your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. That's code LOCKEDONNHL. See Sleeper's terms of use. We are back. Locked on Golden Knights. This Wednesday edition of our show. Tony Cardasco, Chris Golick reporting from Las Vegas. We appreciate you making us your first listen every day. Don't forget Fridays, WTF with the Friday. I almost slipped earlier in the show. And on Saturdays, we've got the YouTube exclusive, Chris. Chris. So last night they had this huge event party. It was supposed to be a media party at the paddock there, you know, Formula One. Um, it was an extravaganza, as it turns out. But I'm getting texts from like all people, all sorts of people going, hey, are you at this party? It wasn't like a true media party. It was like a lot of people, tons of people. But that was a fun soiree, if you will, here in Vegas. But I had to go outside in the rain. I think that that's why I'm a little bit like I'm sounding this way this morning. So I apologize. That's why. It's not because I party too hard because I don't really party party it's anymore. Wayne Carlson. It's because of Wayne Carlson. And I screamed when Carlson. I was... It was gleeful when he first, you know, had that 
empty net attempt. Did you tear your flip phone in half after he scored? I threw my flip phone, actually. Uh, And then he scores the empty netter. Uh, Chris, Aiden Hill leads the league with a 1.88 goals against average and a 938 uh, save percentage. And you believe he's the best goalie in the NHL right now? I mean, listen, I like use I like citing stats when it comes to proving or disproving points when we're talking on social media. Aiden Hill's stats are the best. His goals against and his save percentage are the best. Not to, and there, and there's a sizable gap too. Now, to be fair, we do have to point out that the sample size is a little bit different due to injuries. So, right. He could possibly slip, I say slip like it's a bad thing to around where Connor Hellebuck and Jeremy Swayman are and stuff like that. So if that's the case, fine. I don't know if he's going to finish um, where he is, but he's definitely on the right path. So the stats, you check the boxes. But outside of that, you need to watch these games. You need to watch what the goalies are doing. And Aiden's doing it. Like I hate to compare him and Logan because they're different goalies. But now that Aiden is back, he's 3-0 and since he came back from his injuries. There is a confidence about him, and there is a way he goes about his business, and it is a little different than Logan Thompson. It's better than Logan Thompson. We have to acknowledge that. If I'm talking about stats, I need to very confidently state Logan is having a better – or Aiden's having a better season than Logan. Not a knock on Logan by any means, but Aiden is getting it done. The confidence in the saves that he makes, the the big saves he's making – Aiden right now, I can comfortably say, is the best goalie in the NHL. Is he the best goalie of this generation or anything like that? Let's not get out of hand here, people. But right now in this 23-24 season, I am comfortable stating Aiden Hill is the best goalie. And, you know, you look at the other goalies who are having great seasons. Jonathan Quick, former Golden Knight. He was only here for a cup of coffee or two, but... The fact that Quick came through is kind of interesting. Even Laurent Brassois is having a good season. He's only got 12 games, but he's a 9-2-6 goals against. Mm. So you look at these current Golden Knights and former Golden Knights and the seasons that they're having. A comparison I do want to make right now, everyone is you know very high on Stuart Skinner and the job he's doing with the Edmonton Oilers. So I talked about this on the show yesterday. I talked about this on Vegas Hockey Now. Stuart Skinner is a glorified Corpusalo. He's a glorified who's uh, Cal Peterson. He's he's those types of goalies right now for when the Kings were having you know a fair season a couple seasons or last season. He's good. He's doing a good job, but the gap and everyone doesn't like Logan Thompson right now. Well, the gap between Logan Thompson and Stuart Skinner as far as save percentage goes. Stu Skinner is nine one zero. Logan is nine zero six. So what that tells you is, and this is something that I talked about in Vegas hockey. Now I couldn't, I didn't bring this up on the show. I didn't think about it, but the reason the Oilers are playing really well right now, they're giving up the second fewest shots in the National Hockey League at like mm. twenty eight shots a game or something like that. You shoot on the Oilers, you will beat the Oilers. And the Golden Knights logged, if I still got it up here, they had some shots on goal last night. I don't remember what the number was. Um, but it was enough shots on goal, obviously, to get the job done last night. So that's a little walk around uh, around goalie lane. But, yeah, back to the bullet points. I am comfortable saying right now, as of February 7th in the 23-24 National Hockey League season, 
Aiden Hill is the best goalie in the NHL, and I don't think it's up for much of a debate right now. Maybe later, but not right now. One of the things that you could point out about his goaltending style is pretty much he is fundamentally sound, I think, in what he does. And he's not one of those guys that's flopping around. I think one of my biggest criticisms, personally, of Logan Thompson is that he tries for the acrobatic save. Now, he learned a lot from Marc-Andre Fleury, but Fleury can get away with a lot of those floppings and what have you. Uh, But he's not the acrobatic goaltender, um, but he does make the save. I don't know. Does that make sense? Of course it makes sense, but is Logan Thompson... I mean, Marc-Andre Fleury, one of the reasons... He is acrobatic, for lack of a better term, is because he gets out of position. And all goalies get out of position. Um, although Aiden Hill and Robin Leonard really don't get out of position, definitely not Aiden Hill based on his size. So I think that certainly is a big part in um, the BGK difference of 20, what Aiden 26 and Logan shots. Do. 26 so, shots. That's that's a short version. I'm trying to upload a video right now. I think I got this worked out here. I had a, I did get a. Let's see, seven oh six. Yeah, this this better be the video. Okay, let's see. So I did ask Logan Aiden. Sorry, I did ask Aiden. Sorry, I got totally thrown off. I was doing two things at once. I can't walk Not and chew gum at the same time. All right, here we go. Here we go. So Aiden Hill did give Aiden a Hill. real good in depth analysis last night of uh, his discussions with the referees. Uh, I want to get this up here, so check this out, guys. All right. yeah. You had a lot of interactions with the officials tonight between <laughs> between plays. Can you speak to what some of those conversations were about tonight? Uh, no comment. <laughs> no comment. No comments. So there you go, and you heard Pat McAfee no, no, in the background. Because he was like, he had this dastardly like laugh, like he, like something like that. You know, right? and the funny yeah. thing is, like, I, I, didn't, I didn't view his interactions with the refs from you know 200 feet away up in the press box i didn't view him as like he was having problems with the ref i didn't view it as he was trying to state his case for some it just seemed like interactions about plays and stuff so that's why i fired the question um if i would have felt i was setting him up for a gotcha moment where he's going to criticize the refs there's not a chance i would have asked that question but i really just thought it was maybe asking about positioning asking about you know, just there's a lot of conversations that happen between a ref and a goalie about the plays and stuff like that. So, you know, oops. <laughs> he had the save on Evander Kane, and then I think Stevenson scores the goal right shortly thereafter, and then he stopped. Korzak had the terrible turnover. Korzak got bailed the heck out on that one. And then he stopped dry settle in the backdoor play, right? Yeah, but no, I mean, he just – he just makes those, I mean, I mean, okay, fine. Timely saves, timely goals. There you go, right there. That was the yeah. definition of a timely save followed by a timely goal. Um, and Aiden's doing it right now. And, and Logan was doing it too. He's not doing it as much. And, you know, there's there's a gap right now in, in the goaltending department. And there should be. I mean, Aiden, Aiden Hill's making uh, eight times as much as, uh, as, as the other guy. As the other guy yeah. right now, so there you go. I mean, I think the other other guy makes more than Logan Thompson. So I'm gonna. This is my last thing, and then whatever you okay. want to do after this. Look that fine. up there. Yeah, go and ahead. You 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 uh, for a second. Hey, no, I'll give I'm you the goalie. Say, EGK up next will be playing against the Coyotes in Arizona. Rig schedule coming out of the break, and that's uh, all Thursday. right. So okay. let's see here. Uh, is that good enough? Goaltenders. Yeah. Logan okay. seven sixty six. And then 
Yuri Patera, seven seventy five. So Yuri Patera is making nine thousand dollars or thirteen or nine nine thousand dollars greater than the other that's, guy. That's stupid. That's ridiculous. Okay, we appreciate everyone tuning in. Yeah, everything's rigged around here, including empty neck goals. Uh, thanks so much for making us your first. Isaiah list. Seville makes more than Logan Thompson. Okay, I've had enough. This is Jesper Vic Vikman makes more than Logan no Thompson. No way. Drama. We appreciate, we appreciate the everydayers. Thank you so much for being the foundation of this show. And I'll get my voice. And letting up Cordasco's Twitter and William Carlson gets an empty net goal. That was so weak, man. Sorry, I had to get basket that. Hanger again. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I did How do you say somewhere. basket hanger in Swedish? I'm going to have to study that. On Fridays, WTF, What the Friday. On Saturdays, Chris and Chris Show, YouTube exclusive. For my man, Chris Golick, I'm Tony Cardasco from Las Vegas. You have a terrific day. We'll see you tomorrow right here on Locked On Golden Knights. I'm going to go hang out with my Euler friends again like I was last night. Take care.